Welcome to the Christian Worship Center podcast. We pray that this message encourages you and inspires you. Visit us online at cwcbayarea.com for service times and directions. I believe, I'm a firm believer, that many of us have yet to experience God's true purpose for your life. That many of us are settling in life and really walking in the purpose in life, whether it's in your business, in your relationships, in your family, in every area of your life, many of us are settling rather than excelling. And I want you to see in, in Genesis chapter 37 is a story about a man by the name of Joseph who is the second youngest of 12 brothers, but God gives him a dream. He's the favorite son of his father because he's born to him in his old age. And he has a dream, and that dream causes his brothers to hate him. And in verse 3, it says this, Now Israel loved Joseph more than any of his other sons because he had been born to him in his old age. I want to encourage you, if you're older this morning, not old, but you're older, that you still can give birth to something great. That God still has a plan on your life. And so he says it was born in its old age. And when he had made him an ornate robe for him of this beautiful coat of many colors, when his brothers saw that their father loved him more than any of them, they hated him and could not speak a kind word to him. Verse 5, and Joseph had a dream. And when he told it to his brothers, they hated him all the more. Bow your heads as we pray. Father, help in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated this morning. I want you to capture this picture. You get, you get this youngest brother telling his older brothers this. Hey, I had a dream, and in this dream, my, my wheat stood up, and all yours bowed down to mine. It's a great dream. Then, then I had another dream, and my star shined bright, and all your stars bowed to my star. And so what he was telling his brothers is that someday you're going to bow to me. And how many know that doesn't always go over real well when a younger sibling is telling the older ones that someday you're going to bow to me. And so as you can see, as a result of this father's love for him, the brothers hated Joseph to the point that they couldn't even speak to him peacefully. But I want you to understand that the father's love for Joseph created an atmosphere where Joseph could dream. I want you to know that God loves you so much that God wants you to dream beyond your environment, to dream beyond your abilities and to dream beyond your circumstances this morning. I want to encourage you right now that when God favors you, some people will hate you. Say it again, pastor, that when God favors you, it will cause some people to hate you. Never trade the favor of God for the acceptance of man. Don't change the favor, the love, the power, the grace of God over your life just so man will accept you because greater is in your design. Someone say that. Greater is in my design. God has designed you, fashioned you for greatness. That's why every one of us, God moves through dissatisfaction. You'll never make $50 an hour if you're happy with 15 it is in dissatisfaction in our lives that we want more out of life, that God draws us to new levels. And that was the same thing with Joseph. Verse 8, his brothers tell him this. Do you intend to reign over us? Will you actually rule over us? So they hated him more because of his dreams and what he had said. And verse 9 says this, and he dreamed another dream. What do you do when people don't like the dream God gave you? You keep dreaming. 
When someone doesn't like a dream you have, you keep dreaming. Never change your dream to make people comfortable with you. The Bible says that his brothers hated him. And so many people, listen, let's just get this straight. Some people just aren't going to like you. I know you're a great person. I know you think you're the, you know, you're the cat's meow. But the reality is some people just aren't going to like you. But don't change your dream just to become accepted by other people. Don't lower your expectation. Don't lower your dream so that average people will accept you. Because average people, I found, don't like dreamers. They want you to settle in life. Keep dreaming. And many times we stop dreaming after the divorce, after the addiction, after the bankruptcy, after the sickness, after the failure, after the broken relationship. We end up stopping dreaming after our disappointments. I want you to know that it's time to start dreaming again. Somebody say amen. Because you are about to enter into your season of greater. Greater blessing is about to come your way. But greatness is a choice. It's not a circumstance. You make a choice to be great. And the problem that his brothers had with them was this. Is that Joseph had the same environment, same resources, same family, same struggles, same barriers. Yet he still had a dream. And that's the problem is that many people, you've come from the same neighborhood. You've come from the same background. you come from the same color of skin and yet those people have had a dream and instead of uh, them giving up like many people have given up these individuals have dreamed for something greater and instead of people applauding them they try to pull them down because when people dream big and you've settled in life it makes some people uncomfortable listen I'm not going to settle in my dream just to make you comfortable with me If God's promised something to me, I'm going to go after it. Come on, say it again, Pastor Dan. Listen, if you're not going to encourage me, I'll encourage myself, all right? Because you you don't recognize something. There's three, uh, actually five things I want to share with you very quickly that we have to do in order to bring greater in our life. The first thing that we have to do is this, is we have to speak it. You have to speak your dream. You have to declare what it is that you want to see take place. When you look at the book of Genesis, everything God created, God created through the spoken word. God spoke things into existence. And we were created in the image of God. And likewise, we create by the words that we speak. That's why in our homes where there's unforgiveness, it's because we haven't spoken words that create an atmosphere of love and acceptance. You create the atmosphere that you live in. Have you ever seen a palm tree in Alaska? No. Why? Because the atmosphere can't sustain the growth of that thing. And that's why certain things cannot grow in the environments we created because of the words that we speak. You'll never get out of debt. You'll never be healed. Your family will never be put together again because of the words that you spoke over your family. If you want things to change, you got to change what's coming out of your mouth. Yeah. Now, I want you to do me a favor right now. Everyone close your eyes. I do want you to know we do have a nursery, so uh, if you feel free to, to use it. Amen. I want you to check this out. Uh, just, just right, If you would do me a favor, bow your heads and just close your eyes for a moment. And I want you to picture yourself. Picture yourself right now doing, attempting something that you 
that you want to do something that you would love to do with no chances of failure, no financial limitations, no one holding you back or no one judging you. What would you attempt to do if there was no chance at failure? What do you see yourself doing right now? Do you see it? See, some of you can't even see that right now because you've given up on dreams. Life has overwhelmed you. But I want you to open your eyes now. For those that saw that, that's the real you. That's the you God intended you to be. That's the you that God wants you to be. That's the one without limitations. When you ask your child, what do you want to be when you grow up? Oh, I want to be Superman. I want to be Batman. They have greatness that they're thinking about. They want to fly. They want to be a football player, a basketball player, a cop or whatever. Why? Because these kids have greatness in their DNA. When you ask Olivia what you want to be when she can speak, she's going to speak of things that are great. Why? Because as children, we have been wired for greatness. We operate at a level of brilliance when we're young. It's not until we get older that all of a sudden situations and circumstances tell us that we can't Amen. greatness is not your desire greatness is your design God designed you for greatness it's not just what you want to do it's who God made you to be so you got to speak it everyone say speak it so you got to speak your dreams into existence you see People say that Joseph showed his immaturity by speaking his dreams. I mean, who tells their older brothers, you're going to bow to me someday and survives? They say that he showed his immaturity. I don't agree with that. He spoke it, and by speaking it, it caused his dream to be set into motion. You got to start speaking what you want God to do in your life. No, you ain't hearing me this morning. You got to start speaking what you want to see God do in your life. You're afraid to speak it. It's time to start. I want to buy a house. And in San Jose, I don't want to have to move out of the air. I want to buy a house. I want to start a business. I want my family whole. I want my kids off drugs. I want my family put together. You got to start speaking those things that you want in your life. You got to start declaring it. And if you start speaking it, you'll start creating an atmosphere where those things can happen. Number two, you got to go the extra mile. You see, every, we, we're, we're raising up a nation of wimps right now. Everyone's entitled. They want something. I went, I went to a, a game recently for kids, and they weren't keeping score. I'm sorry if you're one of those, well, you know, we don't want the kids to... Everyone's a winner. I grew up at a time where if you struck out, you sat down. If you hit the ball, you got on base. Are you following me? But we're we're developing a a community today where everyone gets something, even if they didn't earn it. And it develops this attitude of entitlement That we don't know what Jesus said about going the extra mile. Because we want to sit and get the same benefit of someone else that went two miles down the road. Now, I'm not talking about people that can't. I'm talking about people that won't. 
And I need you to understand that you'll never have breakthrough in your life if you refuse to move beyond where you're at right now. And Joseph, his dad tells him, listen, go look for your brothers in Shechem. Now, you might hear that and think, okay, he went to go look for his brothers, but he couldn't call Uber. He didn't jump on his, on his Harley. He didn't take the bus. He had to walk and, or, or take a, jump on a mule or a horse to get to Shechem, which was 50 miles away. There was no GPS. He had to go look for his brothers. And when he gets there, after a six-hour journey, his brothers aren't there. But he had made a commitment to his father that, Dad, I'll find them and I'll give you a report as to what's going on. And when he gets there, he doesn't see them. Many of us give up before we even get to Shechem. Or when we get to Shechem and we don't find the brothers, we go home. But Joseph, when he doesn't find them, the Bible says that, a man tells him, are you looking for these, these men? He goes, yeah, I'm looking for my brothers. He goes, they moved on to Dolphin. Now, again, we read that, but we don't realize that Dolphin's another 15 miles away. Sun's going down. I got to spend the night out here now. Because now I have to continue on to go look for my brothers. But what am I telling you? I want you to understand, 50-mile journey, instead of going home, he invests and he finishes the commitment that he made. See, we're a people that don't keep commitments anymore. We join a gym, but we don't go. We say, I do, but we don't. Well, it's getting quiet in this place right now. So we, we, don't, we don't know what commitment is anymore. Joseph went the extra mile and he finished his commitment. Number three, someone say number three. I want you to know right now your location doesn't change your favor. If you don't know the story of Joseph, as Joseph's getting closer to where his brothers are, his brothers see him coming in Dolphin. Now, if he had just gone home, he would have been safe. But because he went the extra mile, it put his dream into motion. And when his brothers saw him, they said, man, let's, throw, let's kill him and let's see what happens to his dreams. I want you to understand the enemy's after the dream in you, not just you. Because the dream in you scares people. The dream in you of starting your own business, of financial freedom, of, of breaking that addiction, it scares people that are stuck in their life. Your location doesn't change your favor. His brothers thought that they could kill the favor on his life by throwing him in the pit. So they throw him in the pit. You know, many, many know the story. They throw him in a pit, sell him into slavery. He's taken to Egypt, sold into slavery there to the house of Potiphar, who is the secret service agent, the leader of, for Pharaoh's, Pharaoh's army. And he, he's the, the head, the captain of the secret service. He goes there as a slave, and he rises up to the top in, Pharaoh's, in Potiphar's house. Then the first desperate housewife begins to come against him. Potiphar's wife starts looking at him and says, come on, baby, come lay with me. And the Bible says he refuses. Now, you got to realize he's a slave. Some of y'all would have done this. Well, I'm a slave. (laughs) And the Bible says, slaves, do what your masters tell you to do. She's fine. And I got to do what my master tells me to do. She wants me to sleep with her. She told me to sweep the house. I would sweep the house. I don't want to, but I guess I got to obey. He refused to. 
because he didn't want to trade the dream. See, she wasn't after his dream, after his body when she was pulling on his coat for her to sleep with him. She was pulling on his destiny. Many times the enemy's trying to get you to compromise what God's trying to build in your life. He's thrown into a pit. He goes down to Egypt and ends up in prison. And none of these events in his life, listen carefully, none of these events were his fault. Some of you have ended up in some places that aren't your fault. But where you're at doesn't change your favor. Say it again, Pastor. Where you're at doesn't change your favor. In the pit, he was still his father's favorite son. In the prison, he was still his father's favorite son. Where you're going through doesn't matter right now. Where you're at doesn't determine where you're going. And wherever you're at right now, you are still your father's favorite son or daughter. God still favors you. Your location doesn't change your favor. Someone say amen. Amen. Worship team, if you would help me this morning. Fourth thing I want you to see is this, and I love this, and I'm not going to read the scripture on this, but the Bible says after he ends up being thrown in jail, and this is a trip because he's thrown in jail because the wife, Potiphar's wife, says that he tried to rape her. This shows me how, how, how great of a man Joseph was. Because if the man that he tried, the, the woman he tried to rape, her husband was the Secret Service captain. How do I know that Potiphar believed Joseph and not his wife? Because if he had believed his wife, Joseph would have been dead, not in prison. Even Potiphar understood the integrity of Joseph. Your character will go before you. And when people try to talk about you, they attack and assassinate your character. When you have an integrity and your character stands up, it doesn't matter what anyone says. doesn't matter the rumors. It doesn't matter the attack. When your character is right, even when people accuse you, your enemies will protect you. What's he do is he's in prison. Pharaoh's butler and baker end up in prison with him. And they're, they're depressed one morning. He walks over to them and says, hey, man, what, what's wrong with you guys? So, oh, we had these dreams last night, and we, we don't get what these dreams are. Now, last time Joseph touched a dream, he ended up in a pit. You hearing me? Last time he said something about a dream, his brothers threw him in a pit. But when he hears these men talk about their dreams, instead of turning around and running, he tells me, tell me the dream. Let me help you. Listen very closely. While your dream is delaying, invest in someone else's dream. While you're waiting for your dream to come about, Take time and invest in someone else's dream. Take time and help someone. While you're trying to get out of debt, help someone else get there. While you're trying to heal your marriage, help someone else's marriage. While you're trying to get that house, help someone else through theirs. When you help and invest in someone else's dream, your dream takes place. Joseph wasn't afraid of someone else's dreams. Help someone. You, you don't you read the story in Genesis as a result, 
because he helped them with the dreams at a critical time that man remembered what Joseph did told Pharaoh about this man and Joseph went in a moment from the prison to the palace to number two in the nation that quick now he was 17 years old when he was thrown in the pit 30 years old when he was promoted 39 years old when his brothers knelt before him what am I telling you this morning after he becomes number two in the nation dude goes from on the verge of being killed to now he is the leader of the most powerful nation in the world follow me on this This is the last point and the most important. You got to give birth to forgiveness before you become fruitful. Genesis 41, he gets married and his first child that's born is called Manasseh. Everyone say Manasseh. Manasseh, the name means forgetful. He says, because God has made me forget the pain of my past. Everything his brothers did to him. Have you ever wanted revenge? You wanted to get back at someone that did something to harm you? They didn't do it on accident. They were after you. They were after your marriage. They were after your character. They were trying to assassinate your dreams. His brothers were literally trying to kill him. And he gave birth to forgetfulness. He reached a point where he just let it go. I'm here to tell you, in the words of Frozen, some of y'all need to let it go. Got to let it go. Because you can't get better while you're bitter. And someone's done something to you and it was years ago, it was ages ago, and you're still carrying that with you. Joseph shows us that you can't walk in your purpose when you're held back by the unforgiveness. He gave birth to forgetful forgiveness. Then he gave birth to fruitfulness. You can't be fruitful, Ephraim, until you first give birth to forgiveness. Some of you this morning, greatness is at your doorstep. But that bitterness And that unforgiveness is holding you back from being fruitful. This morning as we close, the pit isn't pleasant. The prison can be painful. But if you have unforgiveness in your life, the palace will still feel like a pit in a prison to you. You got to get rid of it. You got to let it go. You were designed for greatness. It's your purpose. That's what God, when he breathed into Adam, he shared his breath, he shared his DNA, he shared greatness with you. You were created for greatness. But you got to forgive so that you can walk into your fruitfulness, into your purpose this morning. Pastor, you don't know what they did to me. I don't need to know what they did to you, but I know what he did for you.
Sammy Rodriguez made this comment as you stand to your feet. I love this. He said that the pit and the prison were part of Joseph's dream. So if there's something you're going through right now that's not part of your dream, guess what? You're coming out of it. If it's not part of your dream, you're coming out. If it's not part of your dream, you're coming out. If it's not part of your dream, you're coming out. So whatever it is that you're facing, if that addiction wasn't part of the dream, guess what? You're coming out. If that divorce wasn't part of the dream, guess what? You're coming out. If that depression wasn't part of your dream, guess what? You're coming out because whatever wasn't part of the dream you're coming out of. Come on, lift your hands all over this place right now. First thing I want you to do is just begin to speak your dream. And if you don't have a dream right now and you're having a hard time coming up with the dream, make that your dream. My dream is to have a dream. All right? Just make that your dream. God, I don't have a dream right now, but God, let my, give, give me a dream because God will use your dream. The dream's about you. He'll use that dream to stir you up. But their destiny is about the world. We are very selfish in our dreams. It's about us. But God will use your dream to touch the world. Joseph's brothers bowed before him. But when it happened, it was no longer important to him. Saving the world was. God's going to use your dream to touch people. Come on, right now, speak your dream all over this place, left to right, front to back. Speak your dream right now. Just speak it out. Thank you for downloading this message. For more information on our church, visit us at cwcbayarea.com. You can also follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash cwcbayarea.com.